Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the Live It Well podcast. We are your hosts, Chris and Jenny Gravy. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. We are so glad that you're here with us. Each week, we invite authors, mentors, friends of ours who have an inspiring message, who are living their life well. And so our goal is to learn and grow, and we want to invite you to do the exact same thing with us. So hope you're ready. Let's dive right in. On today's episode, we've invited back our good friend and world-renowned photographer, Ms. Shaley Mitchell, to Ms. join Shaley, us. what's up? We love Ms. Shaley. And you guys will remember the first time she came on, she talked about this project she was working on, this idea of restoration. She was restoring an old house, but talking about how our souls need to be restored with God. And today, Ms. Shaley's talking about finding hope and encouragement in a season of waiting. It is such a powerful message. She shares some really good nuggets with the audience. I was, I kept texting her. I was so needing this message. Mm, yeah. I think we are all needing it right now. This is just an unprecedented season. I know we we hear that every single right. day. If I hear one more person say these unprecedented times, I know, I'm sorry, but I said Our it. five-year-old says it all. <laughs> Mom needs unprecedented times. Okay, maybe not. But honestly, I just was so needing to hear what Miss Shaley shared about clinging to hope when you're going through those seasons of feeling stuck or feeling like you're just waiting for God to move. What I love is just her ability to come on and share vulnerably. You know, and everyone in their life has probably got something they're praying about, thinking about, yeah. been waiting on. Maybe it's a short period of time. Maybe it's a really long time. And a lot of people don't talk about that stuff publicly. It's just too hard. And I just really appreciate her courage to come on and share her personal journey of waiting and being patient and trusting God in the midst of that entire journey and season. I believe waiting is a part of all of our stories. There's an abiding and an enduring that we're taught during waiting that I believe can't come to us through any other way in life. So I think we focus on what we want and the Lord's more focused on what He's doing in us in the waiting. In case you didn't know, if you've seen any uh, amazing gravy family portraits online, <laughs> it was Michelle who took it. This girl is so gifted, so like literally talented. gifted by God. Yes. You've probably seen her artwork online on albums and people's profiles and whatnot. She just really is gifted there. So not only is she got tons of wisdom to share today, but she's a great photographer and ultimately she is a great human being. So guys, we hope you enjoy this conversation with Michelle Mitchell. All right, well, Michelle, welcome back to the podcast. We're so glad you're here with us. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. So honored. So I know I said it last time, and I say it all the time, but there's just nobody quite like Michelle. Seriously, there's not a lot of photographs that can bring me to tears, but there is something about the way that you are able to capture a story or capture a soul that is just remarkable. So I just have to show you some love and show you some honor. We just love you and we love what you do. And we're so excited at all the things that God's doing in your life and in your work. But we just love the work that you're doing. Oh, that means so much. I, those words hold a lot of weight because they come from you. And you know how much I love and admire you. So thank you. And again, not to be cliche, but it's, it's all the Lord, truly. And any any life-giving um I don't know. I, I I met with a brand expert last week and a friend of mine, and she was telling me that it kind of helped me to hear this because when you're doing the work, you don't mm -hmm. see it the same as other people see it. Yeah. And because it's, it's, it's a gift from God, it's something that I just kind of flow in. And so she was saying that, um, she said, your work is like kind of a 3d work. It kind of almost comes off the page. It's a life giving work. Yes. And so it was just really cool to hear that, you know, and, and we talked about how, 
he is life and how he has given me the gift. And so anytime anybody says that, I just appreciate it so much. And it's, it's so cool to hear that, you know, what the Lord speaks to people through the work. So that's so great. Well, let's take some time here and catch up on your story. I mean, last time we talked about this journey of restoration and how this house was playing into it, what God was doing in your life. What are some things that have happened in our, since our last conversation, internally, externally in your life, professionally, that uh, you'd love to update our audience on? Oh, goodness, man. There's been so much work at the house, obviously. When you guys came in, I thought about it this morning, and I'm like, I think you were my second podcast to ever do. And you guys came in, I had just bought the house. And I remember sitting here at the table with you guys and just, A, not not feeling confident myself at all in, in being on a podcast, and B, just sitting in this bare home looking around thinking, what in the world am I doing? But here we are a year later. And I remember we talked on that podcast about stepping out of the boat. Mm -hmm. And I was in the very first few steps at that stage, you know, it was a year, probably a year and a half ago, almost when you guys were here. And I had stepped out on the water. And to be honest, I was fighting through all sorts of fears and anxieties, but trusting the Lord, um, that I knew he had told me to step out. That's the word I was hanging on to. And started taking those steps. And it's just so cool to be back with you because here we are a year and a half later. And there have been so many miracles in the home and just in my personal life, breakthroughs, things that he's done. And the house, you know, we're Skyping right now. So you can kind of see, I mean, it's evolving. Um, We had a ton of fun stuff happen in 2019. Um, West Elm came in and featured the home, which was so, so fun. And we've made a lot of changes. Um, So that's evolving. And again, I've always said that the home is kind of a parallel to my personal story. And um, I feel like right along with the home, the Lord's doing so much in me and I'm evolving. So things are great. You know, things are great. There's still areas that that are being restored and, and things I'm looking into for the future and what God is still yet to do. Things I'm holding on to, but also in a place where I'm celebrating this past year and all that he's done and it's given me fuel to just believe for like future things, you know, and um trusting him for more and more and more. So Yeah, that's amazing. Well I wanna dive into this idea of trust that you just mentioned. We talked before we jumped yeah. on this podcast that that's something that God's working in you right now and something that we're also working through with the Lord. Everybody has seasons where they they go through waiting, right? Where we're holding on to yeah. trust God to get us to the other side. And and you've certainly walked through that different seasons of your life in waiting. Um, I want to talk about holding on to trust and hope in the waiting. So would you share and talk a little bit about what that's looked like in your life and maybe some of the things that God's taught you through the waiting season? Yeah, yeah. Well, first off, we all kind of like cringe when we hear that word. <laughs> it's commanded all over scripture, you know, wait on the Lord, be courageous, take heart, you know, wait on the Lord. But Waiting is a very sanctifying thing for us. We don't like to do it. And um, so part of my journey, you know, there's several areas I've I've waited in. And even in this house process, I've I've talked about how I've been very patient and the house has evolved over time. And I thought that was a big part of the story. So I want things to be done like overnight. And they're just, that's just not reality. Mm -hmm. But there's more beauty in the end and the home because of the process and because of the wait and because of the expectation and nights of like wanting and you know so right along with me there's several parts of my story that you know there's been a lot of waiting and I've never wanted to be known as this token part of my story is I'm 36 and single and 
still desire marriage and a family and all those things and believe the Lord will bring that. But I believe waiting is a part of all of our stories. It looks different and our journeys are all different, but waiting is a sanctifying part of our stories that we all carry at some point or another. And like you and I talked about, Jenny, like there's an abiding and an enduring that we're taught during waiting that I believe can't come to us through any other way in life. So I think we focus on what we want and the Lord's more focused on what he's doing in us in the waiting. Absolutely. Yeah, I would love to talk about because, you know, you, you've seen some amazing doors open recently. I mean, some of the people you have the opportunity to take pictures of, I know that's not even your thing. You're not like, I'm a celebrity photographer. You know, I know you're not like doing that, but you find yourself over and over again with some doors that are opening that I'm sure as an early photographer, you're like, Though, can you believe I, I was waiting, but here I am today. You're, you're on stages, you're speaking right. now. Talk about some of that. I mean, look at some of the doors that have opened on the other side of waiting for you and how that has played out in your life. Yeah. So I'm in a season right now um, professionally that, you know, I prayed for for a long time um, for big doors. And it's it's funny because I'm in a space right now that 10 years ago I would have never thought I could ever be in, you know, thanks to the Lord and all he's done. But I also wouldn't have been ready to be in Mm -hmm. 10 years ago. Um, so that's a key to me as I look now at how the Lord kind of kept me in, in all the waiting I did, you know, I worked hard for the past 10 years. I, I mean, I was in the hustle, you know, in the grind daily and working hard and, and had so many shoots that I didn't want to really do. Um, and I shared a little bit about the, the early part of my career when I talked to you guys last, but it's funny now hindsight is so 2020, but looking back at how the Lord prepared me for where I am now, I had no idea that this was coming career wise, you know, um, doors began to open a few years ago and they have just kind of unfolded now, but I wasn't ready when I thought I was 10 years ago to be shooting the people I'm shooting now to be kind of in the space career wise that I'm in now, I would have not been ready. So the Lord again knew, you know, timing is everything. One of the things I wanted to share that really ministered to me was I was in Isaiah and I was reading the popular scripture, you know, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. And we love to quote that scripture. But about a year ago, I was reading through that scripture and I realized that wait there, like the root word was kava, which means to bind together. So I was in a waiting season a year ago for something. And we think of waiting as, as kind of passive when we read through that scripture, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. But I thought, man, waiting is actually an active thing. It's not inactive on my part. It's they that bind together with the Lord shall renew their strength. So that abiding and that enduring is actually building. Again, he's more focused on you more than the thing that you're praying for. Yes, it's a blessing and it's, but he's more focused on you and like what he's doing inside of you. So there've been several, I mean, several seasons of waiting in my life, but I think through this house process, the Lord has like taught me in a whole new way about waiting. And so I'm turning my eyes from not just this thing that I'm wanting, but like what he's doing in me in the process in preparation to get me to that thing. It shifted something in me and I turned from this just kind of passively waiting and just, you know, whatever it is, that career, that marriage, that financial breakthrough that whatever it is to this active, like there's, there's a responsibility on my part 
mm-hmm. in this waiting, and that's bind together with the Lord to seek Him, to grow in Him, to plant roots, to all these things, and that He will bring those things in His time and His way. And that's another thing too is in waiting is is surrendering that part of my life to the Lord and going, Lord, I have these requests and I have these things, these desires, but it's your time and it's like your way. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of us get hung up there and we want this thing our way and we think it's going to look a certain way. And so again, like the house thing, I don't mean to keep going back to that, but it's just the season I'm in. I never expected this to come along. I never expected my thirties to look like this, you know, but the Lord is doing such a deep work. And I know now from hindsight, it's in preparation for what is next. So that whole glory to glory thing, you know, he just sees what we don't see. And we hear that, but it's the truth. And he loves us like a father. And he's always concerned with our souls and our hearts way more than that thing we're wanting so bad, you know. Absolutely. You know, look, God has given you this open door with this message of restoration. And now, you know, he's really kind of revealed this idea of actively waiting and walking alongside of him. I'm sure just as restoration gave you an opportunity to sit across from someone on an airplane that you're talking to or a friend or different people, are you finding yourself going, oh my gosh, there's more people in the waiting that I ever thought? were there and what are some of those conversations like for them and maybe what has surprised you as you've talked about this idea of waiting well first off i want to say i always say this when we talk about waiting that waiting is such a tender spot and so for anyone you know whether you're waiting for that spouse it it involves your heart your desires your expectations so it's a very very tender spot and I don't have like a blanket statement to put over it other than kind of what I've talked about, but I've been, I have been intrigued as I've opened up and talked about waiting in my life at the conversations, just like the restoration message that have opened with friends of mine or just women that write me that are desiring children, you know, like I said earlier, women or men, you know, whoever that are um, waiting for financial breakthrough or they're waiting for that career, they're waiting for that, you know, opportunity or their voice to be heard. It's just such a tender area, but I've just learned that like in sharing my story and being more open about it, I mean, people are so resonating with it. And um, so I'm just trying to be obedient in sharing this piece of my life and that it's, it's tough, you know? And I mean, this is something that's very refining and very sanctifying when you're waiting on something from the Lord and your heart's in it and you're, it's your life and you're believing him. But I know that like truth anchors anchors us through those times and he will complete what he starts in us when we surrender. I think that's the key is, is it doesn't have to look like we want it to look. But when we surrender those parts of our lives, he is faithful and he does complete the work in us. So hopefully that's been an encouragement. I think I always say we're anointed for what we walk through. Yeah. Um, I believe that. And prayerfully, there's a lot of areas that, you know, I can't speak into really because I've never experienced it, but prayerfully I can speak into this area of people's lives and like minister hope and courage to them in this waiting space. And I guess the biggest thing is my brother-in-law always preaches this. It's a great quote. So you guys give him credit, but he always says that when your reality doesn't meet your expectation, God in that space is usually trying to give you revelation of who he is. Hmm. So that has really carried me through. So when my realities don't line up with my expectations, that's often. Sure. (laughs) And in those 
spaces, instead of getting bitter or frustrated or mad or hopeless, I always pray, Lord, in this space, I'm lost here. Like, I have no idea why or what, but I believe that you're trying to give me revelation of you. There's something about you when I'm bonding together that you're trying to teach me in this space. There's There's a purpose. There's a reason, even though it hurts like crazy. So what are you trying to show me? And he always starts speaking in those places. And so I've seen the biggest growth, I think, in my personal life because of that perspective shift Mm -hmm. in those areas. Instead of getting mad or bitter or hopeless or God, why them? Why they're married and I'm not or they have this and I don't. It's those spaces of going, Lord, like I know you're a good father and I know you complete what you start. So what in this space are you trying to show me about you? You know, yeah. and uh, that's really changed me. It's it really has, um, especially over the last like couple years. That's so good. It really comes. I'm what I'm hearing you say is it comes down to trust. You know, I think we can look back at seasons of our life where we were waiting on something huge, and now I can look back and see. Just for me personally, I think the biggest lesson was I learned how to trust God in those seasons, and yeah. that alone is worth it. It's worth all the wait to be able to trust him and to remember, like you said, he is good. There is no evil in him. He is all the way good. So I can trust him. I can trust his timing. I can trust him with me, with my family, with my life. So I think it just comes down to trust. I want to ask you another question. How important is community in the waiting? You know, I've heard you talk about this before, but I know, you know, having people around us that can remind us of those things. How has that played out in your journey? Just the importance of having those people that keep you clinging to hope in the waiting. Yeah, community is, I don't even have a word for how important it's been in my life, vital, Um, like literally like spiritually life or death. Like it's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's vital. Um, and I'm not even going to say it's because I'm single. Like it's as a person, like that community and those strong roots of people around me that a see the calling God has on my life, b refuse like on those tough days that I referenced early or of like, man, I'm struggling today. I don't understand anything in my life. Like no reality looks like my expectation in this space. People that can see a new set of eyes that see the you know, they remind you of who God is. They remind you of truth when, mm-hmm. you know, this Enneagram fours emotions are literally out of control. Um, that's been one of the biggest parts of my journey in the waiting is trusting truth over emotion, trusting like this is what the word says. Everything in me says something different today, but right there, community and, um, and company, you know, people that come in and like, I don't know, it's just community to me makes, makes all the difference. And the body of Christ is like, man, made such a difference in my life and growth and, and just encouragement. So that's so good. Okay. I have one last question about the waiting and then we'll wrap up with our three questions, but on the tough days, you mentioned the tough days, they always come, right? Um, speak they to, always come, they yep. always come in whatever it is that we're waiting on. So I know there's people listening. They're waiting on a job. They're waiting on a spouse. They're waiting on a child. They're waiting on a diagnosis, something they're waiting on. Speak hope to that person listening right now. What would you tell them is something that they can, that's a how-to, that's an action, like you mentioned, that active waiting. What can they do to cling to hope in this season? Yeah. I think earlier when you said the word, it kind of stuck out at me, but you said the word remember. 
Mm-hmm. And I thought, man, that's been so key in my journey is whenever I have the tough days and whenever I have these moments of like hopelessness or like, God, this is my reality. And it, all these expectations and hopes like just aren't coming to pass. I always hear that whisper. Remember, Michelle, remember, look back and, and look where you are now and look. Yeah, maybe you don't have this like exact answer that you're wanting, but look at all the prayers I've answered. Look at how things have evolved. Look at you. Look what I've done in you because you've trusted me and you've abided in me. Look how different you are from five years ago. And so this is a tough thing to answer because it involves the heart. And I know what it's felt like when people have looked at me and given me this like, okay, well, you need to X, Y, and Z. But all I know is that the word is true. And in those areas that we hurt, I know that God is faithful. And so I just encourage them to bind together, like scripture says, and dig into the Lord and see again, seek him. So letting the enemy lie to you about your future and tell you that it's hopeless. Really, I mean this, like seek the Lord in those areas and ask him, Lord, I know that in this space I'm hurting and I need a revelation of you. I need a revelation of what you're trying to get through to me. And so I just encourage them to like dig deep and seek, seek God, because I know that he's faithful. Absolutely. She lied. I'm going to ask one more question (laughs) before we get to the final three questions. Um, You know, what I love about you, Michelle, is you've taken this bold step over the last couple of years to share your journey. You know, the idea of restoration, the idea of waiting. You just talked about remembering when the hard times come. But I mean, from someone who's watched your journey, uh, some up close and some from a distance, uh, it's been amazing to see the growth that God has done in your life. And I just wonder if you were sitting across from the 20-year-old Michelle, what would you say to her about her future? Man, it almost makes me cry hearing you say that. Um, <laughs> there's so much I would say to her. <laughs> um, but I would, I would tell her, just like I'm telling the audience today, not in a cliche way, but truly through every disappointment, through every hurt, through every season that you go through, um, I would tell her, I would have saved her a lot of heartache, even from 20 to 36. If I would have told her, worry less, trust God more. Mm. (laughs) He's always going to come through for you. And again, it may not look like you think it's going to look, but be open to him and surrender. And he's always going to get you through to the other side and get you out. If you surrender to him, he'll get you out better than before. Um, with that, you know, the whole restoration thing is like the theme of my life, but, um, but yeah, there's there's so much. There's a book I could write at a 20 year old Miss Shaley. But yeah, that that God is faithful, and that He will, you know, He'll see you through Miss Shaley if you stick with Him, and you know, through all the hard stuff, He'll bring you through better than before. That's great. Perfect. Well, thank you. All right, let's jump into our final three questions. Uh, first question is, what has a book that's impacted your journey? All right, I'm gonna take it old school. <laughs> yes, <laughs> my girl. My so get ready. Jam right there. Not old. Not old, old school, but it'll be old school with some of the listeners. But I have been back in the book, The Circle Maker by Mark Batterson. So I I read it like years and years ago. And I was actually in my one of my guest room, the book room. And I felt like it's funny, the Holy Spirit, like out of all these new books and stuff, he kind of illuminated it to me and I picked it up off the shelf and started reading it. But it's, I don't know if it's personal, like just for me, or if it's, you know, something that could benefit the listeners, but it's like, I've had this reigniting in my prayer life, like getting specific with God and 
circling these things, like I said, surrendering how they're going to happen. But I think sometimes we kind of give up and it's it's just kind of brought a reawakening to me about prayer and, you know, getting specific with God and praying bold prayers. It's, it's really like spoken to me in a whole new way this season. That's awesome. Question number two, what's a habit that's changed your life besides coming on and... this podcast? <laughs> I mean, that's a good habit. <laughs> That's my favorite habit. Uh Yeah. Um, One of my habits this year is actually like getting a habit. (laughs) Um, Starting a habit. So really like, yeah. So I follow this guy on Instagram that's all about like, he's really, really inspiring, but he's all about like the morning, like this Mm. specific, I've never been one that, that, you know, kind of says everyone has to do like Bible reading when they wake up and you have to pray for five minutes. And, but truly like, he started this like 20 minute thing in the morning where you get up, you drink your water, you drink your coffee, you listen to a praise song, you go through a Devo and you can elaborate more throughout the day or, you know, go into it more. But like that whole like first part of the day thing for me has been like life changing this year and that how I set off my day and I have this little morning routine where I get up and set aside that time for the Lord. For me, it is so like changed the course of my days. I love that. Yeah, morning time is so huge. Yeah, I mean, one. you know, yeah. we get it. We're we're over here like, <laughs> how do we wake up at five o'clock before all these children wake up and have some sort of morning it's routine? A- oh <laughs> my <laughs> gosh. Yeah, I know. I know. It's real. Um, okay, and then the last, what advice would you give to the younger Michelle? You can trust God. I think we like that's a cliche statement, but. That is like life changing if we really get that. Yeah. Like if we really like in our knower. In our knower. That's an arsenal term. People can tweet that if they want. But um, I love it. But no, like that is something that is that we say a lot, but we don't live a lot. And if I could really hone in and like talk to her, I would tell her you can trust God. And um that that is something that the Lord is I'm on a continual journey, like in twenty twenty even right now, about like really, really getting that. But that's the main like thing I think I would press in and just tell her. So I love that. Know it in your yeah. knower. In your knower. <laughs> know it in your knower. Know it in your knower. Like we all have a <laughs> bu- where, have where can I buy my knower? Can I buy a knower somewhere? All right, well that. I love it. <laughs> I know everybody's like, where can I follow Michelle and buy Please all do. the things? Please and... One of the most beautiful feeds you will ever find. Yeah. So inspirational. Where can they find you, follow you, all the good stuff? Thank you. Um, Instagram and Twitter, we've kept everything pretty simple. It's just at Michelle, so at M-E-S-H-A-L-I. Or on the web, you can find me at Michelle.co. Nice. And it's Michelle. It's not Miss. Shaylee. Yeah. It's Michelle. Yeah. So people get that so wrong. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's Michelle. I always tell people it's like Michelle, but like with a little twist. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, just a little you know, bit more exotic. Paper Michelle. Michelle. Like, yes. Yeah. I love it. That's All right. Well, thanks for this thanks for being so awesome. Fun, Michelle. Oh, oh, I loved it. I loved it. Thanks so much for having me on. Absolutely. This was such a blessing guys thank you so much for listening today there's a lot going on in our world right now and we just want you to know that we're praying for you and there's hope that in the midst of all of this insanity that we can find jesus find hope and lean on him and his word 
And we'd love to hear how we can pray for you and how these episodes are encouraging you in this season that we're in right now and honestly, any other way that we might be able to help you in this time. You can hit us up over on our website at letsliveitwell.com, leave us a review on iTunes, or come find us on social media. This week, Jenny and I spent some time just kind of sharing what's going on in our life over on our Instagram and over on our Facebook page, uh, things that we've found that are working in the midst of this unprecedented season and things that maybe aren't working. So we'd love to hear what's going on in your world. And as always, guys, you can find all the info for today's episode, all the links mentioned, all the books mentioned in our show notes over at our website, letsliveitwell.com. Well, all right, y'all, that's a wrap for today's episode. We will catch you next week. We're going to close it out like we do every single time. Remember, you only get one life. Live Live it well. well.